Well, a concern becomes a nightmare and a loss versus Dayton as the bullpen falls apart. This, this should be interesting. Let's go. You are Locked On Bandy, your daily podcast on the Vanderbilt Commodores, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in. It's the Locked On Vandy Podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Corey Burton. Today, we're well, we're going to discuss that bullpen, that uh, those bullpen issues that plagued Vandy versus Dayton last night. Uh, J.D. Thompson may have carved a role for himself as a starting pitcher. And, well, uh, the basketball team is hosting Georgia tonight, and uh, hopefully the Vandy boys will get back on track also today against Eastern Kentucky. So thanks for making Locked on Vandy your first listen each and every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube as a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, use code Locked On for $20 off your first purchase. Well, on the heels of an upset loss to the Dayton Flyers, the there was concerns about the bullpen and Tim Corbin had those same concerns and those concerns became a nightmare as Dayton enjoyed a seven run eighth inning to pull off an eight to five victory, which in a game in which Vanderbilt had firmly in control, although uh, they probably could have scored some some more runs and we'll talk about that later too. Uh, but there has to be some answers found in this bullpen. And you can't, when, when you're, when you're looking at the bullpen, when you're looking at what's, what's going on, you have to, you have to understand that there's a lot of guys in this bullpen that don't have a ton of experience. Uh, first of all, uh, but you also have to understand as well that early in the season, command is a it's a tricky thing. And when you don't have command, it becomes glaringly obvious. And Vanderbilt definitely did not have such command uh, tonight in, the, in in this matchup, especially in the eighth inning. Uh, while pitches, walks, things like that just really kind of plagued them. And so um, it just went from bad to worse. Uh, Sawyer Hawks had a had a uh, uh, he had a he had a rough outing. Uh, let's just be honest with you. Uh, prominent closers, guys that were vying for that spot weren't able, and it's mostly back end guys. Some of the middle relief guys did okay. Um, you know, I, I think when you look at uh, what. You know what some of the guys did. I, I think it was fine, um, but Sawyer Hawks had a uh, he he gave up four earned runs as well. Walked three guys. Uh, only had six strikes at eighteen total pitches. Just could not find the plate. Um, he surrendered two runs and allowed a go ahead homer. Uh, also in his inning of work on Friday, so he's had a rough go uh, in all of his appearances. Uh, and again, it just seems like he's trying to overthrow. He's leaving leaving pitches up in the zone, doesn't necessarily know where it's going a lot of times. And and and, and I think this competition and, and you're and this is part of what competitions are are made to do. You know, you're trying to make or break these guys and, and see who does what in these type of situations. And when the wheels are falling off, can you 
stop the bleeding and, and, and fix it and, and get back on track. Sawyer Hawks, unfortunately, could not. Uh, he, he's, uh, but, you know, it's early in the season, so this is not going to be his only op- opportunity. Uh, Ethan McIlvain, um, he, uh, he gave up three runs as well. Uh, he, you know, he flashed some stuff, but being a freshman, I, I think just the experience kind of overwhelmed him being in that situation, coming in a tough spot. But then again, I mean, that's going to be the pressure cooker of the SEC, and you've got to be able to handle that, right? Uh, but these guys are going to learn, and, and I think that the thing is not to panic, but, um, you know, it's it's a, it's a tough night, uh, a, a tough game to lose, especially one that you had control uh, control over as well. So, um, but you know what? What? So you had that happen. Now, what is what is the answer? And do you continue on with these guys? Like tonight will be a good chance for them to get back on track. Uh, and Tim Corbin said the eighth inning was loss of emotion. Right? You can't control your adrenaline. Things like that will happen. You start overthrowing. You lose the count. Then you know anxiousness kicks in and the game starts to turn. Right. Um, there's something to be said about that. And, and playing the sport of baseball, um, obviously I maxed out in high school, but uh, but I do know the mental aspect of it and, and how crippling that can be uh, to let the, first of all, <laughs> letting the um, anxiousness overpower you. I, I think that's something when you, when you look at it, um, you know, you, you can't, you can't let adrenaline get you into trouble and then let the anxiousness and anxiety kick in because once anxiety kicks in, it's all she wrote, man. Um, and you, you can't, you can't recover from that. Then you get frustrated when things start to, when you start to lose count, you start to lose hitters and runs start to go across the plate. Um, I, I've definitely, definitely been there. I've definitely been on, on the wrong end of those, uh, of, of those outings. So, um, but it's you know it's going to be back to the drawing board honestly. Uh, Sam, Sam, uh, Laboki and Miller Green they were okay. Uh, I think you've got to, I think you've got to look at um, Andrew Dukanich, somebody that that's got to get some run out there. I, I think you've got to see what he's got. Ryan Ginther maybe he gets some late inning work. I you know those guys did uh, did okay in, in, in their outings. You know I think. Um, most, most, all of your bullpen guys were very, very up and down to begin with. So, um, I, you know, I, I just think it's, I, I think you got to just find a rhythm. You got to find somebody that can come in in a tough spot and find the rhythm. And I think you got to find somebody with that mindset. You know, wh- what I was talking about with Derek Vandegrift uh, on Friday is, is the mentality of a closer. You've got to have somebody that doesn't care what the situation is. They're, they're going to come in. And they're going to have that calm, but like screw loose, crazy demeanor that like even as unhinged as they seem, they're actually really, really calm as far as and they have really have command of what they're doing. Some of the greatest closers of all time have that mental aspect about them. Like that's the common denominator as far as uh, closer mentality are those guys that can come in and, and throw those uh, high command pitches. And so you have to, and, and in recruiting, you have to go find guys like that because it's a very specific role, very specific mindset that you have to have. And 
like Ethan McIlvain, I, I don't know that he has that. He's just a freshman, so may, maybe the situation overwhelmed him a little bit. But, like, he's supremely talented, and you saw what he can bring to the table. It's just I don't know that in a late-inning situation, I, I'm not sure he has the mentality for that. Maybe he's long relief, midweek starter. Like, maybe he's along, along those realms as far as uh, mentality goes. Uh, Sawyer Hawks. Uh, is somebody that should be in that closer role. He's a power pitcher. Um, but again, I just don't think he, he just didn't seem like he had control of his emotions. It seemed like he was pressing. You could see him sweating up there. Uh, you can see him trying to throw the ball through the catcher, uh, which is never good. I, I think you have to, when you're in those situations, you have to find that part of your brain that calms you down, that takes you down a couple notches and say, hey, Sawyer, just pitch. Just take a little bit off. Instead of throwing 98, why don't you throw 94, 93, put it in a spot, let your defense go to work because you have a pretty good defense behind you and and uh, and just let them uh, let them go to work. So uh, bullpens, you know, became a, it was concerned, became a nightmare. They've got to find some answers. Answers. They'll do so maybe tonight. They'll throw some more guys in there. But like I, I think Dukanich has got to be somebody that gets more run out there. I, I think Ethan, Ethan McIlvain has got to be somebody that you don't necessarily put in an eighth, ninth innings. Maybe he's somebody that comes in, in the seventh innings. Maybe he's a spot starter. I, you know, I, I don't know as far as that goes, um, but you got to figure it out. Ryan Ginther's got to be somebody. He was solid this weekend, so he's got to be somebody that can factor in uh, in the in the bullpen as well. Um, but regardless. A bad bullpen, an inconsistent bullpen, will lose you games that you can't afford to lose. Okay, that's going to happen. So, um, not done with the concerns yet because it, the, the the bullpen is not the only concern. Uh, we're going to talk about that here in just a little bit. Uh, but you know, got to be able to score runs too. You got to be able to score runs. So that's uh, that's a must. All right, this episode is brought to you by Game Time. That's right. Have, have you ever had that frustrating ticket buying experience? I know I have, right? I know I have. But uh, Game Time is the fastest, easiest way to buy tickets for all sports, music, comedy, theater events near you. With killer last minute deals, all in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guarantee, Game Time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. What are some things you like about the GameTime app experience? Well, here's the things that I like. So when I'm asked that, I like that you can find last-minute tickets, flash deals, zone deals. I like that they're easy to find. I like you can view all your seats from the venue. Uh, and I like that th you get the lowest price guarantee uh, and event cancellation pro uh, protection. So, um, yeah, they're obsessed with finding ways to help you save on tickets. I mean, like I said, tickets right at the start of the event, last minute, even an hour after it starts. So I could hop on the Game Time app right now and find a show. Uh, they have exclusive flash deals and sponsored deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. With zone deals, you pick the section. Game Time picks the seats. I think that's really cool for big time savings. And Game Time guarantee means you'll get the always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the discount of the difference. So take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time right now. All Game Time users get $20 off of your first purchase using code Locked On. That's uh, 
That's uh, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N for $20 off your first purchase. So terms apply. Just download the GameTime app. Use that code locked on for uh, for $20 off your first purchase. Download it today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right, welcome back. Segment number two. It's the Locked On Vandy Podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm Corey Burton. Thank you for making us your first listen every day. Make sure you make SC, Locked On SEC your second listen. Uh, lots lots of stuff happening uh, there. Uh, Locked On Georgia Bulldogs, if you're a fan of the SEC, if you want to take a look at some of the other teams around, make sure you give them a listen. Brian McClendon, uh, just, they just lost a coach, Brian McClendon, to the – to the NFL. So that'll be interesting. So tune in and they got yet another tight end. I don't see how they do that. Uh, they just, they just keep recruiting tight ends. Um, and those Bay area, Northern California guys too. Um, there's just something, something about that. Um, you know, that Brock Bowers guy, he was pretty good. So, uh, they're going to replace him with yet another Brock Bowers type player. So stay tuned for that. Uh, but if you want to check them out on that, uh, they have uh, they have stuff going for that. They have a good thing going there. So anyway, um, we got some good stuff going here. So unfortunately, though, uh, most of our topics are not great ones because Vandy, some of the, you know, again, their bullpen concerns turned into a nightmare. That's never good. Uh, but that's not the only thing. You know, after getting off to a five to one uh, lead, I think when the I think as the bullpen started to fall apart, the bats just started also going to sleep. I guess is the way to say it. Um, and I, I think you've got to be able to score runs late. And you know when 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 you're playing against the the Georgias who are much improved, South Carolina, Tennessee, Alabama, Texas A and M, they're they're hitting bombs. Right, and well, Andrew Duquesnoy will get the start uh, against Eastern Kentucky. So what I said about him being a guy in the bullpen, I guess, is not really uh, not really going to happen. He's vying for a for a weekend spot. So uh, stay tuned for that. That that'll be interesting. But anyway, back to my original point: um, if runs don't start pl- uh, coming across the plate, if you're not driving people in, especially late in games, uh, it's going to be an issue go down the stretch too. Now this is this is a concern, and it's not quite concern turn nightmare like the bullpen stuff, but it, it is concerning, uh, and it is something that I think just Tim Corbin trying to find the right lineup uh, to get in there. I, I think you have to, you know, obviously RJ Austin's got to be in there, uh, Jonathan Vastine's got to be in there. You know, you have to have. Uh, Troy, Troy Leneve, uh, he's got to be in there. Um, you know, uh, I, I thought Davis Diaz had a really, really good outing. So, you know, this is, you know, this is something that, like, you have to go. And, and when you have bright spots in these games, I, I think you have to be able to capitalize on that, right? Like, one of the bright spots against Dayton was J.D. Thompson, right? He had a second career start. He's a sophomore. Um but he pitched four and two thirds inning. He struck out six. 
and he only walked two guys. Maybe he should have gone deeper into the game. Um, and, and maybe eventually these pitchers will start going deeper into these games. So, uh, again, maybe that's something that needs, maybe that's an answer. Like maybe you need to find some of these starters that can go deep into, deep into ball games to where you don't have to rely on, on, on your bullpen and you can have two or three guys that come in pretty regularly, um, out of the pen. So, um, but Thompson had really good command. Um, he was, he was, he was pounding the zone there. Uh, he, he, he was, it just seemed like he had really good command of what he was doing. Um, he uh, he gave up a home run, obviously, but uh, he he was uh, you know he he was like I said he he was peppering the strike zone. Um, some of the stuff they were hitting were just think pitches he was leaving up, but I, I think that he was. Um, I think he had a good approach to it. He was coming after hitters, things like that. So you have to be able to capitalize on those kind of things, right? Your bullpen has to come in and just be calm, be the calming force and just continue to put strikes across the zone. And your, your hitters have to continue to go. Like, I I think, I think at the same time as the bullpen was, was collapsing and the wheels were falling off. I think that they were sitting on a five, one lead going, okay, we can start to cruise now. And they started kind of getting comfortable. I think the, I think when you have a lot of newer guys in the lineup, guys that haven't been, in lineups a whole lot, those guys start to kind of take the take the uh, put the brakes on a little bit and start to coast a little bit, uh, and and I think you know you start to kind of get a little bit lazy at the plate with your approach, but um, but they still have to kind of get out there and perform. But a um, couple bright spots at the plate: uh, UMass Lowell transfer Jacob Humphrey um, is somebody that I think should be more involved. Uh, there's some outfield spots to be had. I think he's got to be more involved. Uh, I think you need to get Troy Leneve back in the lineup. Um, you know, that's something that's got to happen. Shout out to uh, Corey Slovic, uh, one of our everydayers, who pointed out some of my uh, pronunciation issues uh, to me. Uh, so, yeah, Troy Leneve and, and Jonathan Vastine. It's not Vastine, it's Vastine. Uh, so, it's, it's going to be. Uh, that correction to be made moving forward. Shout out to him. Um, but yeah, uh, Calvin Hewitt is somebody, you know, he ripped a double into the gap. Uh, they really good base running. You just got to get these guys on base. RJ Austin, obviously, um, uh, played a little bit of first base tonight. Swiss army knife, as I've described him, but, um, you really kind of should be using him in, in the outfield and, and Maldonado really kind of should be playing first base. I think Austin Fort maybe needs some more, some more run. I, I think you got to find a way to get Braden Holcomb, who's an absolute freaking unit uh, in, in the end of the game uh, somewhere into the lineup. So uh, just, just some of these guys that were bright spots, man, like you, I would like to see them featured more in, in, in the lineup and uh, you know, these guys can hit man. And, and, Humphrey was good at UMass Lowell, and, and he's coming in uh, his first real opportunity. He's he's hitting the ball well. Um, Jonathan Vastine is probably going to be one of the best players uh, in the SEC. Um, he could just continue to do it night in, night out. Um, and uh, you know, when you have guys in the outfield that can that can uh, run, uh, that's really really good because you get these guys on base. And you want to talk about putting pressure on an opposing team. You get guys like Humphrey and Hewitt, R.J. Austin, Jonathan Vastine. You get that kind of speed on the bases. It's a nightmare, man. Like, and you get guys that can drive the ball in the gaps uh, around them. You get a guy on first base, he's probably going to score because 
you know, Davis Diaz is going to take take one down the left field line, and and uh, you know Humphrey's going to going to wheel it all the way from first in into score, or like you know you're going to get Cameron Coziel when when he's back uh, in the lineup, which I, I think there's going to be a rotating door at DH until you find a guy that can consistently hit. Uh, you're going to see that as well. So I mean, you're going to see guys being able to run and all that good stuff. So uh, looking forward to it, man. Um, this is going to be. It's going to be fun down the stretch. Like I, I, you know, as much as people want to press the panic button and say this is a bad loss, like I can't sugarcoat it. It was a bad loss. You can't lose to Dayton. You just can't, especially when you're up five to one. You got to keep your foot on the gas. The bats have got to keep going, right? You got to find guys that can that can drive the baseball either out of the park or in the gaps and use take advantage of your speed, guys. And you got to have pitching that can hold up that can hold up and that can control themselves and find command because part of command is up here being able to mentally say, take a deep breath and just, and just let it ride. Let your defense go to work. Right. And I know that's easier said than done. You know, I, I I've been in that. I've been there before. I've been in those mentally anxious situations where things go. Golf is the same way. Um, I've been there. Right, you just you just got to get into that muscle memory phase, and when when you're amped up, you're anxious, you got all the anxiety going, you got all the frustration going, and it's a vicious cycle swirling around in your head. It's not good, and that's what happened. You could see it all over Sawyer Hawks' face. Poor guy was like, he didn't know what to do, man. He was beside himself, and he was just going to try to try to ninety eight, ninety nine mile an hour fastball his way through it, and. He's just leaving those pitches up in the zone. They're driving. And, and Ethan McIlvain, as talented as he is, he doesn't know how to deal with this at this level. So he was struggling too. So here we go. That's why you're in this situation. So got to find some bullpen guys. Got to find some back end guys. Got to find somebody that can come in because eventually you're going to be in a you're going to be in a Sunday series. Um, it's a one one series. You're in the rubber match, and and uh, uh, Devin Futrell's pitched an absolute. Butte. Uh, it's a in a three-one game against Texas A&M in College Station, and your closer's got to come in and slam the door. It can't be somebody that's going to fall apart mentally. It just can't be. So either you got to train that guy to be to kind of push through and fight through some of this stuff, or you got to find somebody else who's going to do it. And so I'm hoping Sawyer Hawks can do it because I think he can. But you know this, he's right now. Proof is not in the pudding for him. So, anyway, they'll get uh, Vandy will get a whole nother opportunity uh, later on today against Eastern Kentucky. Uh, so that'll be uh, that'll be Andrew Dukanich's the Duke. Uh, that'll be his chance to uh, to make a to carve out a role for himself. And uh, so we'll see kind of what happens there. Maybe they'll get back on track. Should get back on track. Hopefully, they put up a big number um, on Eastern Kentucky and keep that other number down. So. Vandy basketball hopefully can get back on track. Georgia's in the midst of a big-time losing streak. I think they have a chance to get back on track. Uh, Ezra Mannion is uh, is going to be pivotal in that. So uh, we'll, we'll let's you know we'll get there. Right. This episode is also brought to you by FanDuel. Score or get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel. America's number one sports book. 
Because right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's $150 if your bet wins. So bet on all your favorite NBA players and teams with quick bets, live same-game parlays, exclusive props, and more. So just visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and shoot your shot. FanDuel is the official sportsbook partner of the NBA. All right, welcome back. We are going to wrap up the show here uh, on the Vandy Locked On Vandy podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for making us your first listen each and every day. Um, we've got basketball, and they host Georgia. Well, Georgia has had a little bit of a of a losing streak themselves, right? And it's uh. It's it's a it's a game that I, I think if they come out and they play and Vandy plays clean, if uh, if Ezra Manion can get to the rack, if he can get to the rim, I think there's going to be some some things happening. All right, um, I, I think what has I think what has to transpire for Vandy is Georgia on a little bit higher of a level and a little bit more of a successful level, I think in the midst of this losing streak, they have played a lot like Vandy in, in the ways of like turning the ball over, going on these massive cold streaks and giving up easy baskets. And uh, Georgia at home has been brilliant on the road. They've been kind of more of this turnover prone, uh, cold streak prone team that has to kind of find some answers. So uh, they've they've had some tough losses. Uh, they could very easily be like a two or three loss team right now. Uh, they've played good enough basketball to be in the upper tier of the conference, uh, but uh, they've only done that at times, and they haven't been able to do that a lot uh, in the end of games, and that's something that Mike White is still fighting against uh, there in Athens. But um, – the, the keys to this one, um, honestly, I don't know if this, I, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of talk going on about Jerry Stackhouse and it's all just rumors right now. So I, I don't want to like, I don't want to go too much into, uh, into things, but like, um, you know, when, when, when you, when you are this bad for the entire season and you haven't made the tournament. I think there's a lot of strikes against Jerry Stackhouse, but like when I watch this team, I don't know what's going to happen, but I think they're just, unfortunately for Jerry Stackhouse, I just think there needs to be some sort of change. And that I hate saying that because like, I don't like being the negative guy. I don't like being hard on the coaches because I'm a coach myself and I know how that feels. Um, but like there's a there's a point in time where I think if you really drilled down and asked him, he knows. He knows that what is happening is not acceptable, even with all the injuries, even with all the youth. You have guys that can get it done. Ezra Manion, Jason Rivera Torres, Tyron Lawrence, but you don't have any low post presence. Who's 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 ultimately a fault for that? 
Jerry Stackhouse. Got to recruit, right? Got to develop. The fact that you don't have you have some guys on the roster that still aren't very good down there. Got to recruit. Got to develop. It's just part of it, man. And uh, no matter what happens with this situation, I, I think you have to keep in mind that um, it's just it, it's just sometimes these things end, right? And sometimes these things don't always go as planned. That's okay. Like, like I don't, I don't have any ill will towards James, Jerry Stackhouse. Um, I, you know, I think he didn't. He, you know, I, I don't, I don't love the negativity. I, I think you know Shane Foster has some, has a little bit of a point there uh, as far as the negativity. Um, you know, on, you know, obviously I disagree with him on some of it because I think Jerry Stackhouse is responsible for a lot of the issues that are happening with this basketball team. But I do honestly think in the in college basketball, and it's still a business, not as much as the NBA, but it's still a business. I think if you want if you want to attract talent, and this is the catch-22, do you support a really bad team and let the results speak for themselves? Or you know, do you support that and make sure you make Memorial Gym like the the most difficult environment for for opponents in the in the conference. That way, like no matter who's coaching, kids are gonna be like, "Hey, I want to play there." Right? Do you try to create that environment, or do you let it go the way it's gone with apathy and say, "We're done until they make the change." Right, like that's that's the ultimate question, and and we're 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 at the tail end of the show, so I want to leave that in the in the, in the comments, and you know we'll uh, we'll kind of talk about that, um, you know maybe in our next episode we'll probably be reacting to the game um, that's happening tonight. So um, that's that's the ultimate catch twenty two. Like, what do you do? That's that's a question that needs to be answered. Like, do you do that in football? Do you do that? Like, that's a, that's a universal sports question. Like, do you continue to support? And we'll 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 tackle that here um, in a little bit. So, anyway, we'll tackle that maybe on the next episode or at some point this week. So, um, good luck to baseball today. Good luck to basketball tonight. Um, hopefully, Vandy goes a win-win, and uh, this will be uh, this will be an interesting uh, this will be an interesting next few weeks for both uh, for both sports uh, and football is going to get ready to start spring practice as well. So. Uh, with that being said, hopefully you can find us on social media at Locked On Vandy at Coach Burton Thirty Six um, on all platforms. Uh, and uh, thank you for making us your first listen. Thank you for making us your everyday listen. If you're one of those, Corey Slovic is one of them. Thank you, my man, uh, for being an everydayer. But uh, until tomorrow, we'll see you. Well, that's when we'll see you next. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll talk about. We'll wrap up this loss. I'm for am I foreshadowing? I don't know. Um, <laughs> we'll wrap up this basketball game. We'll wrap up the baseball game again uh, as well. And uh, we'll get you ready for the weekend. But anyway, uh, thanks for listening. Anchor down. See you back here tomorrow.